Hi, this is Dr. MJ coming to you from beautiful Boston, Massachusetts. This is the Women in Dentistry podcast where we feature women in dentistry making waves and leading the industry through the next decade. I am your host, Dr. Mary Jane Hanlon, a former dental assistant, dental hygienist, and now dentist. I am very pleased to introduce you today to Ms. Ann Duffy. Ann is a registered dental hygienist and a passionate, dedicated member of the dental community. She works diligently to empower others to strengthen themselves in their dental careers. Ann graduated from Ohio State University in 1974 and has been practicing ever since. With six state boards under her belt, she has worked in practices around the country, forming relationships with professionals throughout the various facets of the industry. In 1995, she joined a direct sales company selling toothpaste and alcohol-free mouth rinses and worked to build the largest group of female leaders in the company. In 1998, Anne assisted with the launch of Dental Entrepreneur, Business Beyond the Classroom as the only sales associate. And in 2002, she purchased the publication. In 2016, she conceived of Dental Entrepreneur Woman magazine and is committed to inspiring, highlighting, and empowering and connecting all women in dentistry. She is building up DO community as a movement to continue to advance women in dentistry and the causes they advocate for. It is my pleasure now to bring you to my interview with Ann Duffy. It is awesome to have you here with me today. I know we've only met a couple of times and we've never really spent very much time together, but I obviously know that you are a woman on a mission in dentistry, and I love the fact that you're here. So if you could, just tell our audience a little bit about your background and how you got into dentistry and you know some of the highlights of your career. Oh my gosh. Well, first of all, I love dentistry. I graduated from Ohio State in 1974. So, you know, when I was thinking about doing this podcast with you, I thought, you know, people would be surprised to know that I am still practicing. I still practice a half a day a week. Wow, good for you. I'm in the trenches. And and mostly because, Mary Jane, I I have to be. I published two magazines in dentistry, and I fell into those. I'll tell you a little bit about that. But I, I have to be in the trenches. I have to be able to talk the lingo, know what's going on. And it's really hard to do that if you're not, you know, working, I guess, uh, heart to heart, belly to belly with your colleagues and with patients. So we got, I got, went to Ohio State. I got married my college sweetheart and traveled around the country with him and have six state boards under my belt. So I took six state boards, always practiced, you know, a day or two days, depending on how many kids we had. We have three kids. And by the time we ended up in Charlotte, North Carolina, three kids in tow. And I thought, oh, maybe I won't get my board. Maybe I'll just, it was a two-day board back in the day that I had to take at Chapel Hill. And I was like, I don't really want to do that. But I did. And in the interim of that, I was introduced to a product line that was an alcohol-free mouth wrench and said, work from home with dentists and veterinarians and earn a doctor's salary. So I thought, oh, this is cool. And it turned out to be a networking company for toothpaste and mouth wrench. It's called OxyFresh. A lot of people know about it. I remember it, yeah. Yeah, but I fell in love with the products and wasn't interested at all in the networking aspect of it. But as I started working. I took the board, started working two days a week. One of our patients was uh, the president of the Sjogren's support group. And so she wanted an alcohol-free rinse. Long story short, I ended up getting involved in OxyFresh. And at that time, my husband decided to quit his job probably two years after we moved to Charlotte because we didn't want to move. Three kids again. Our oldest was in eighth grade at that point. And he quit his job, started his own company. And some of you entrepreneurs out there that are already in your, in your dental career would maybe feel the pain of like in a year in, we were like kind of sucking wind. And I'm like, oh shoot, I got to do something to earn more money. So I actually built the largest team of female dental professionals in OxyFresh. And that's how I got my chops in personal development and leadership and the business, right, of dentistry. And I met a gentleman at a trade show about two years into that. So I was working two days a week, building the OxyFresh team. And then I met a guy that was starting a new magazine called Dental Entrepreneur. 
and it was going to go to all the dental schools in the country. And he saw something in me and asked me if I'd come on board and sell advertising to help him launch it. And, you know, I think that's a thread that you'll see with entrepreneurs. I just said, yes, sure, I'll give it a whirl. A, a whirl. And uh, we were very successful. A couple of years into that, he was a journalist and a writer and had no dental background. So he had no passion for it. And so I bought it from him. He didn't want to do it anymore. And I said, well, I'm going to keep this going. I have a heart for the dentist. And you and I have talked, right? They don't have the time in dental school to teach the business of dentistry, which is really, I mean, so very important. If you want to practice the way you want to practice, you have to know the business and be successful in that end. So it's dental entrepreneur business beyond the classroom. We've been going to all the dental schools in the country for over 20 years and we fly under the radar. So a lot of times I'll meet people and they're like, I've never heard of it, but that's because you're not in dental school or you're not a young dentist practicing 10 years or less. So we've got a nice little following with the young dentist and it's all business, nothing clinical in this publication. So you take all of my experience of being a dental hygienist in the trenches, building a team for leadership in OxyFresh, selling ads, and getting the authors for the dental entrepreneur. I use so many women in so many career paths, the marketing the companies, the authors, the consultants, the speakers, the, the clinicians. And I just one day, I was on the phone with a dear friend of mine, and she was at one of the big companies in marketing and was being bullied in her, in her review. And they said, oh, your smile's insincere. And I'm like, what? I mean, she's the most sincere person I know. And I was like, that's insane. Hung the phone up and I said, I'm starting a magazine to highlight women in dentistry. That's what I'm doing. Similar to what you're doing. And I love it. We have a similar heart. We want to raise women in dentistry. And that's how I started Do Life Magazine. It was three years ago. And it started out to highlight women. It morphed into, at the, about a weekend, I realized, oh, we're going to inspire women. We're going to empower women. And mostly what I see that I, I love is connecting all women in dentistry and all career paths. We're women first. We have to support each other, right? And that's how we're gonna raise all women is just to support each other in whatever we're doing. And it's been it's been awesome. It's been a wonderful ride. And we're you know, just continuing to share stories. And uh, we've got a retreat that we have once a year now. And every day I meet new women in dentistry that are just amazing. And, um, and I'm connecting them. So yeah, that's, that's where I'm at right now. And, uh, you know, I think I've been working harder uh, in this uh, COVID, you know, pause, so to speak, than I've worked before, because there's just a lot to do on the back. Isn't end. it amazing? I mean, you know, seriously, most people are, are on pause. And I am I'm working twice as hard as I have ever worked in my life. Yeah, it's amazing. I know. Rewarding. It is. Absolutely. So I have heard so much. In fact, I'm not going to tell you who, but somebody that I just recently did a podcast with was raving about you and raving about the summit that you do. So tell us a little bit about what that is so that people will know to set aside the date and what to expect and all that kind of stuff. And let's promote it and get as many women there as we possibly can. Well, we sure would love that. We started, we, people had asked me to do an event. So we, we call it uh, the do retreat. It's called living your strengths. So strengths, um, I took the assessment 10 years ago with my family. It changed my life. And I've always had this desire to bring that to dentistry in a real way. Like it's one thing to get your, the personality assessments and those kinds of thing. And yo, that's great. It's another thing when you, study it, you learn about it. And so we, our whole retreat is set, centered around living your strengths. And uh, we have Gallup coaches that come in and talk about the history, the logic, the science, you know, we're all geeks, right? So we want the science of, of that and how, how they put that assessment together and how it really lines up with what you're good at. So we ended up selling out, I'm telling you, Mary Jane, it was insane. We sold out at a hundred three times. And we were, when we started it, we thought, oh, well, we hope we get 12 people. If we get 12 people, we'll be really happy. So we had a waiting list. And even up to the last week, you know, when you're a mom, you know, things come up and a lot of, a couple of gals had to drop out. We just slid somebody right in there. And we had a hundred women at our first retreat. We're planning on 200. We're tapping it at 200 for the next one. It's, gonna, it's the second week in November. 
12th, 13th, 14th in Charlotte, North Carolina. So it was wonderful because what happened is nobody knew very many people, but by the time they left that weekend, they knew everybody because we switched the tables around. We had a really a great little system set up. So I think everyone left with, you know, 99 new friends in dentistry, all women that are influencers doing something. You know, we have so much inside of us that we want to do. And so it was really, really fun. And we're going to continue that. We're going to have at least one, one a year. And um, it's, we hope to grow that. And, you know, my goal would be like, it would be wonderful to be a whole stadium and just, you know, or get that, get a whole island. Let's do an island and have all the women fly in when we can raise these, uh, these uh, restrictions that we have. Wouldn't that be fun? And just spend Oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. Yeah. Nice little retreat weekend for everybody. Would be, it would be, but that's the gist of it. And I think we're going to stay in that lane. It's personal development. And I really believed I, I was missing that part of my career. I, you know, with, there's a lot of, there's so many great CE webinars, courses out there, but I really wanted to f- stay focused on personal development, leadership, and success. Totally agree. And I think that any women that are successful in careers and business, especially, you know, spend a fair amount of time on self-development and, you know, really analyzing, you know, their actions and, you know, their thoughts, because we know thoughts of things and, you know, what the choices that we make today create our tomorrow. And so, you know, we have to be careful about those choices that we're making today because we want tomorrow to be better than it was today. And if that's true, then, you know, you can't always buckle to, what might be happening in your life and, you know, nuisances, you know, you've got to stay strong and you've got to stay focused and, and, you know, watch out for the goals and keep those in mind instead of, you know, I think about weight loss, you know, many of us struggle with that throughout our lives and different times it might be more or less, but, you know, when you make the choice to succumb to a, a, some kind of a trigger you know, unfortunately, it just sets you back and then you feel bad. And then it's this downward spiral. And and women, we just need to to understand what those reactions are and what those feelings are. And I think that we're much better at doing that than men are. But I still think we have a long way to go. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's interesting, too, because I'm I love what you're doing, um, MJ, because I believe that we need to start earlier. I was literally 42 when I actually joined OxyFresh, which was the first time I even knew that personal development was out there. I mean, I probably lived it my, my, through my life and all that, but I really, as a young woman, didn't seek it out. didn't know anything about coaching or having a mentor or any of those things. And I think the fact that you can start that earlier versus later you know, you can actually find your calling, your your chi, so to speak, to give to the world, and you you you'll recognize it again sooner than later. Because I I feel like now there's so much I want to do, and um, you know, I'm looking at that my time ahead of me, and uh, I wish I had you know another 30, 40 years to do all the things I want to do. So I think start early, and then don't quit. Very good advice. Very good advice. Where did you develop your business acumen? I mean, is it just learning trial by fire? Your husband really good at that? Family members, you know, where did you, because you need a lot of confidence in order to, you know, take on a task like that or, or feel confident enough in your, your abilities to be able to take on a major business and assume responsibility for a magazine. You know, where did you develop that? And is confidence something that you've always had your entire life? Well, that's a good question. I think as, you know, I've certainly doubt myself occasionally. I do. Don't we all? Uh, Don't we all? Yes. And there's some times that are lower than others, but, you know, I probably have, I have um, some of my strengths line up with having confidence. Uh, I was the, the oldest daughter of five children. So there's that. I had an older brother. And then there was me. So I guess that helped a little bit. I was, I've, you know, always been known as kind of bossy pants. So 
making decisions and things like that. But, but I think I learned mostly, you know, my husband was in, in the chemical business and then the MBA and, and in sales and marketing. So I learned a lot from him, you know, my, my, uh, again, college sweetheart. And, you know, every night at, um, you know, five thirty, we would we would convene and talk about our day. So I, you know, that's through osmosis, and and I guess growing up in a household where my dad was a trainer, that kind of thing. So I guess that might have been somewhat in my DNA. But you know, honestly, one of my mantras is fake it until you believe it, and eventually you master it. And truth be told, I have just started referring to myself as I am a publisher. And I mean, I've been publishing dental entrepreneur for 20 years, but you know, obviously playing small. I mean, I think women do play small instead of like shouting it out. Yeah, I'm a publisher, I'm an editor, and um, I don't have any formal training, but if you get the right people to work with you and you have a sense for that, um, you know, it's, it's, I hate to say it, it's not that hard. Um, I think if you have the desire to learn and to, again, be humble enough to know that I don't have all the answers. I, I've got to ask experts and bring those people in. And that's, you know, it's pretty interesting because I don't write the articles. A lot of people think, oh, I know all this. No, no, I, I maybe have a keen sense for the experts in the field. So I kind of, I love my way of working with people is just, you know, uh, tell me what you know. Let's come up with something that you think is on your heart to say. And then let's let's talk about it for a little bit, brainstorm. And then, man, I, I get the best articles. I just really do. And every issue just comes together. It's it's um it's amazing. The articles are amazing. Yeah, thanks. Thanks. You know, again, not about me. It's just about there's amazing people in dentistry, men, women across the board. You think about I'm just always amazed at how smart women in dentistry. I'm I'll speak to the women right now, and this is to the men too, because in Dental Entrepreneur, we have men and women writing for us. Do Magazine, Dental Entrepreneur Woman, I haven't had a man write for us yet. I'm not saying we're not going to, because there's a lot of dudes out there that we adore, and we would love to hear their opinion. But the, you can't get through dental school, you can't get through dental hygiene school, you can't be a great assistant or an office manager if you're not really smart. You have to be smart, you have to be a people person. Right there, they should have the confidence that they got it, right? I totally agree. The numbers, it, it, it toughs on, you know, who can get in and who can't get in. You can't get even, you can't even sniff the door if you haven't had a life filled of learning and being able to accomplish and to be able to produce. But yet there's so many women that, that lack that confidence. And, you know, that's the one thing that I have been seeing on a regular basis is even though they have the brilliance to, you know, be accepted into a high level, you know, dental school, they're still not confident in their ability and their confidence in what they are doing and who they are as people, as women and as future dentists. So that's a challenge. And I think that, you know, we collectively as older women really need to lead the way for them. I believe our colleagues that went before us, unfortunately, suffered a lot at the hands of the male dominance in this field. And there was a lot of burning that happened. Not, you know, I mean, just, just you know, for example, uh, one interview that I, that I had was a, a, a woman in the 80s going to dental school and constantly men would come to her and say, you know, you're taking a place for a man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's totally unnecessary. Part of my story is, is, you know, my guidance counselor, I went to him and said that, you know, I wanted to become a dentist. And he said, no, dear, you want to be a hygienist. And I'm like, no, I know the difference between a hygienist and a dentist. I want to be the dentist. And, you know, to have him, you know, part of the story is he looked at me and he said, you're not smart enough. Well, that was my defining moment in my career. And I decided, okay, nobody's ever going to tell me that I can't do something, period, and the conversation. And that has been the fuel for my life, my entire career. But I will say that, you know, I did not let somebody define me based on what their perception of me was as a male or a female, you know, and I think that 
you know, what is that difference? Why was I be able to do that and other women can't? And, you know, I'm trying to figure that out from a, an emotional standpoint, because I think if we can make women stronger, we can help them. And we can help them get from where they are to where they really want to be. You know, because so many of us have unfulfilled dreams and, you know, let's help them get there. Yes, I totally understand what you're saying because you know i hear that quite often yeah and i i i I, not necessarily me too stories but stories where they were put down and wondering you're taking the place of a man in dental school why would you do that Uh, so many things like if you're the specialties we have wonderful uh dentist on a cover and she's an orthodontist that when she was just getting started and she's she's probably in her late 40s maybe early fifties. And when she, you know, she was being, it was not easy for her to actually get the referrals from the male doctors, you know, in her area. And there was, you know, some expectations there that she was not willing to meet. And it just, you know, you hear these things, you're like, what? Yeah. I think what you're doing, what I'm trying to do and what I see a trend, I hope is a trend is mentorship. And like you were saying, we're going to take our hands and we're going to reach down and bring these young women up with us sooner than later. Right. They have to, I believe, you know, if I had advice for a young uh, dental student right now, I would just say, you know, be on the outlook for your mentors. You know, who do you see out there that has some similar cultural values that you have that you look up to and you're like, how did they get there? What is their secret sauce? Follow them. Then don't just say, I want, I've had people, and this is, we were talking about this from Jumpstart when we were there. They were saying, you know, hey, I, I want to be in your magazine. I want to write for you. Well, you haven't done anything to show me that you're even engaged in what we're trying to do, which is lift women up. So you, you know, everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. You've got to start somewhere. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love that. Anne. that's awesome. That's great. That's just old saying that I've, I've heard, but I mean, it's like, it's true because they don't want to do what it takes to get there. So, you know, start as soon as you get to dental school in undergrad, find women and then we'll speak about women here because this is what this is about. Find women that have exceptional practices that you know in your area. Ask if you could just, you know, sterilize, if you could, you know, uh, file, whatever you could do to get your foot in that door and build the relationships. And I always think it's not just about the mentor has to be great. The mentee has to be great. I've, so yeah. often I've heard they have a mentor, they've worked with them and they just like drop them. It's like, you know, wouldn't it be great to have a mentor in dental school that you still are reaching out to as you grow, as you live your life, mm-hmm. you could be in your fifties and you can still have a mentor that's in their seventies. I mean, how rich would that relationship be? Oh, all those years. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that that is a key for success because all women I know, and I haven't met one yet, I mean, I haven't met anybody yet in all the women I've talked to with this, you know, in the last three and a half years, they want to help other women. They really do. They may not know it. They may not know how to do it, but they all, but if you start talking to them enough and you show them the way and we set the example, um, you know, it's going to be good for everyone. And I've, because I've learned a lot from the young the young ladies in this industry. So just because I am, I'm like the matriarch practically uh, older than just about anybody I know in this industry, but the, the young ones coming up, Oh my gosh, they're my mentor. They're powerhouses. They're powerhouses. And I think you'll see some of them were born that way. And we're just a little, you know, I think bossy little girls become really strong leaders but I do think you can learn those leadership skills. I really do because I think a lot of times, depending on how you grew up, you, your eyes aren't even open that it's it's a possibility for you to be a leader. And I think too that that you know while Tufts is is very fortunate, I am very fortunate. When I first got there in 2013, not any women in leadership positions. Now there are currently five. 
So we have, you know, in next year's entering class is going to be 63% female. I know, so amazing. And we have a great representation of female leadership at the senior level. So I'm very excited about that. I'm very excited to see that it's heading in that direction. Not that I in any way, shape or form want to get rid of the male, but I just think it needs to be more equal and that we need better representation across the country not only in the academic arena, but in successful negotiations with, you know, practices with, with everything that women have to do with leading their teams. I mean, the teams need to understand their accountability. That's the one thing I talk to my teams about all the time is, you know, we each have our role to play and each one of us has to support the mission, the vision of the clinical operations. And if one of us doesn't do our role or slacks off, it has a domino effect on everything else. And what happens if some patient suffers because of something you didn't do? You know, so think about it that way and always remember that the patient and the student is our um, focus. You know, we have two customers in, in academia, the patient and the student resident slash resident. And we have to be careful to watch out for both and care for both. In that regard, it's really important to make sure that we're paying attention to those things. So I don't mean to get off on all this tangents, but you know, it's, it's great conversation, great conversation. So what is the single piece, best piece of advice you've ever received in, in your career? You know, I think it's start and don't stop. I think it's start and don't stop. I, I really truly believe that if you find your strengths, and of course I believe in knowing what your strengths are, and then to build on those. So looking for opportunities that build on your own personal strengths, and then bring people into your circle that maybe don't have the same strengths that I have. So again, when you're hiring, what I do, someone else can't do, and which you do, I can't do. So I'm going to try to build a team of people that have different strengths and that we're going to complement each other. And when you have that kind of a machine working really well, and you feel like you're operating on using your strengths and your talents and the gifts that we've been given, then why would I stop? My other mantra is dues don't retire. So, you know, we're going to be, I'm going to be doing this, which is, uh, I'm going to be a dental entrepreneur woman for the rest of my life. And I could just see me in a nursing home. I'm 90 years old and somebody's got a toothache at the moment. Let me, hey, open up. Let me have a look at that thing. <laughs> um, you know, or just even the mentorship, the encouragement that I would love to give to somebody. Because I, I just, I just feel that's, you know, part of what we're meant to do in this career that's been so good to me. And I love this career. I think it's such a great career and especially for women because, you know, we love beauty. That's something that I think most women feel. There's just so many, just little layers of being a feminine being that lend itself to being- Dentistry, right? Because it's such an artistic expression, absolutely. Start and don't stop. Very good. And don't give up. Yeah. Like just no matter what happens, you know, obstacles occur. We run into challenges. We may have some failures, but you got to dust yourself off, get back up and just start going again. Because what else, you know, learn from whatever happened and just get up and go again. Yeah. Yeah. What has helped you most to get to where you are today? You know, as a successful businesswoman, what do you think has helped you most? I would say that the, um, the friendships, the collaboration. I mean, a lot of my, I have some very good friends that are coaching me through life. And I really believe that it's that camaraderie and the collaboration that I know I can pick up the phone. I can call a do any day. If I get up and I'm having a, you know, I'm stuck, you know, I'll just call somebody. I'll just go through my little phone and figure out who I can call. That'll get me off that ledge, get me unstuck, give me an idea. The two people that have been my most recent hires with my publishing company, I've gotten through word of mouth. Oh, awesome. And I 
they, with the perfect fit. So again, just my relationships with, with women in dentistry, you know, I, I called Sandra Berger up. I said, Hey, who do you know? And she gave me a person and it wasn't right for her. And she gave me a person. And you know, this, this is how we do it. This is how women like to do it. We like the, you know, the word of mouth and the relationshiping I think is so special that I think that's been very, very key to my success. That's awesome. Do you feel like there's one woman in dentistry that has inspired you the most, or do you think it's just everyone? I know it's a tough question, especially all the women that you know. I, I do know the, the circle that you have formed in, and you've got some pretty powerhouses, pretty neat powerhouses there. Yeah, I really feel blessed in that. Well, I will tell you, my one of my dearest friends, and she was a dental hygienist, had her own placement agency up in Boston, as a matter of fact. What's her name? Connie Dugan. This is years ago. This is, you're not going to believe what she's doing now. She's the top interior decorator at Haverty's in, on Hilton Head Island now. Wow. But she was my mentor in the networking company. And she taught me a lot about speaking and the business side. And she's still a dear friend. I, I, we talk quite often. So I would say that, but it's, so, but she's a woman in dentistry and she did speak at our, at our retreat. And she's, you know, again, you know, Women in dentistry, wherever you start, you have some power inside of you. You can accomplish so much. You know, you said something, MJ, that I was thinking about is like never give up on our dreams. And I think part of our role and our ages is that we have to let young women know they can have a dream, right? We want to empower them. We have to show them how that they want to be empowered, you know, because you can't empower somebody. They have to want to be empowered themselves, right? I think those are little pieces that, you know, what, what you're doing is going to open up their eyes, these young women, their eyes for like, what is possible? And then don't give up on it, right? And Linda Miles, I, I would say I'm going to give a shout out to Linda because I called her. She was the first person I called when I got this idea and I was just so like, I'm going to do this. And I drove over to see her in Virginia Beach. She was living in Virginia Beach at the time. We had, we had breakfast. And, and she's just been a love, a wonderful person that I can call at any time. She'll call me back. And, you know, Linda's set the bar very high for all of us, um, entrepreneurial women in dentistry. And so she's been a light in my life. And there's so many. Oh, to doubt. I couldn't agree more. I, I, she has been a big part of my uh not that I know her personally well, but I've known of her my entire career as a hygienist, as a dentist, as a dental student. She has done some incredible work. Well, she's so generous. I mean, that's what I love about Linda. She's just generous with her time. She still loves the profession. She keeps telling me she's retired. and I keep telling her, no, you're not because dudes don't retire. That's but correct. We're very lucky. And then we have a wonderful board. I mean, Victoria Peterson is on our board. Catherine, I tell, we just have so many wonderful, you know, women all down the line that I know I can, you know, look to and collaborate with. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, is there any obstacle that you have overcome that you're really proud of? Yeah. I mean, we raised three kids and they're all working in jobs that they really like and they're getting paid. And that's not easy. I love not only mentoring young women in dentistry, but young moms, because I tell them, you know, hey, don't get off your knees. We've got kids with personalities. Oh my God, the first two were just about did me in. So I'm very proud of the fact that they're amazing adults. And I think that's something that I'm, I don't take for granted. I honestly, I don't take any credit. I don't take any blame. I'm just very thankful and I never got off my knees. So I would say that's probably my greatest love right now. I'm just very content in that, that, you know, I did, I did the best I could and it turned out okay. It did. And, you know, we suffer, I think, as moms and entrepreneurs and, you know, choosing careers over full-time motherhood, which was, you know, something you and I probably grew up with. You know, my mom was a full-time mom. I'm sure your mom was too. I was actually, we, we share a similar story. I'm, I'm number two in the line, also oldest girl. And so we're very similar that way. And so the responsibility for my siblings, you know, came to me a lot. And 
as soon as I decided to go to dental school, my daughter was five and I was most concerned about telling my parents because I thought that they were going to be really disappointed that I was choosing a career over being at home with my daughter full time. And they couldn't have been more thrilled. They couldn't have been happier. But, you know, our perception and that guilt that we lay on ourselves is so hard for us to navigate sometimes. And I think that that is another key area where young women really need to realize that it's okay, you can have both and your kids are gonna be fine. I mean, your kids grew up fine, my daughter grew up fine. Even though I wasn't home for four years of her life and I, I couldn't have been a, a worse mom, although she challenged me every time I, I, I say that because she'll say, no mom, not other moms leave kids in the schoolyard waiting for them, but you know, it's okay. I recovered. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, we live with that guilt and you know, it's hard to navigate. I think so. But I, I also think, Hey, we gave him, we gave him the opportunity for personal development at a very young age. <laughs> oh, touche. It's not all about them. And I feel like that, that is good. You know, Hey, you know, we, I talk about this with everybody, you know, like again, we all do the best we can and there's nothing wrong with wanting to achieve your goals and having that desire to use your brain to use what god gave you to make a difference and i and i do believe you can i know this is kind of i think you can have it all you just have to figure it out and that's what we're here we're here to figure it out with help you figure it out you just need people to in your life that are going to you know take up some of the slack and help guide you yeah. through some of the terrain that we have to go through. I mean, just a helping hand is, is all we ever need, really. Yeah. I think young women today are not willing to give up their careers. I've seen that in our, in our uh, daughter-in-law and in, in women. They're very creative. Women are creative. They can spin. We say dental entrepreneur women, doesn't even, it doesn't even mean that you're owning your own practice or owning your own business because my idea of a dental entrepreneur woman is just a woman in dentistry because all women are spinning at least five plates. So women are just naturally entrepreneurial and you just, and creative and you've got to figure out how to, how to do it. But that, that mommy guilt, I know it, it's, you know, it's not, doesn't help anybody. It doesn't serve anybody, but absolutely not. You know, that's when you need your girlfriends to slap you around and say, Hey, come on now, snap out of it, snap out of it. Let's go. You were a great mom. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Now, when you reflect reflect back on your younger years, like when high school and, and during that time, and, and obviously we go through a lot of growth spurts, both emotionally and physically, would you say that you were confident at a young age? And if so, what do you think contributed to that? And if not, how did you learn to be more confident? I don't know. That's a tough question. I, I guess just the way the, you know, growing up, I um, found myself in a lot of leadership roles. Oh, good. They either fell on me or I just, you know, I just remember I was a drill team captain in, in um, junior year of high school, which I, I, I just remember that. And so I had like 50 women underneath me and we were always going to contests and I was, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. And I kind of forgot about that. So I think some of that's innate. But I've never thought, I mean, I never thought I was smart enough. Okay. So, you know, kudos to someone going to dental school. First of all, it never occurred to me to go to dental school. Um, I only went three years. So I got in early to the dental hygiene program there. So and I didn't finish my last year. I decided to go to Europe and backpack instead of student teaching. So that's always kind of bothered me. You know, like I should have, you know, finished my my, my last year and had a BS. I don't have a BS degree. So I'm doing all this MJ and I've got a three-year degree. And so I always think I, you know, wish I was smarter, wish I was, you know, I mean, every woman wants to be thinner. Everyone, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. No, no. I know now that I am perfect the way I am. Exactly. Exactly. If we could get women to understand that one point we could change the world, honest to goodness, because that mentality and that waste of energy thinking about those things constantly, which I know we do, Mo and Schmo, you know, just yakking up a storm, you gotta shut up Mo and Schmo, 
because they are not serving you and they do not, that energy that they create is not helpful. It's only detrimental to yourself mentally and your body physically. You know, dis-ease, I, I really truly believe is a disassociation of thoughts in our bodies, nothing else. I don't think that we are prone to disease. I think that we create disease by the imperfect thoughts that we can have. You know, I, I just truly, the more research I'm doing on epigenetics and wellness and just that whole avenue, it's just becoming more and more clear to me that our thoughts are so impactful and we have to control them. And, you know, they say, and I have always thought, what the heck do they mean by living in the present moment? You know, I'm in the present moment all the time, but our minds are not, right? They're thinking about the future. They're thinking about the past. We can't do, you know, we can plan the future, but take time to sit and get centered. Think about the future. Living in the past doesn't serve us. It's already gone. It's not going to help us, you know, move on you know, but think about where you want to go and that's where you should head. Yes, I totally agree with that. And I think that some of that's maturity because we realize that no matter all that worry was for not. Exactly. What did it serve? What did it get us? What did it serve? Because things have, and I, I do believe this and, and I'm very spiritual. I, Me too. Yeah, I grew up as a devout Catholic and I'm still a devout Catholic. I mean, and I, and I don't care what your religion is. It's just, I feel like I have a higher power and I, I need that reflection and that meditation. And I, you know, I'm, I actually love to go to daily mass. And so those are just little things that help my confidence because it's not, I don't really feel that it's me so much as like, I feel like I am, oh, I don't know. You know, you could say channeling or something, but I just, I just feel like I can't do it on my own and I need some help. Now, not everybody needs that, but to me, that gives me confidence because I have a, a very close personal relationship with my God. And so um, it's, uh, and I, you know, reflect and, and do the readings on that sort of thing. Right. Anything to develop your faith and your hope in the future and where you are absolutely is worth our thought process and worth our time. Yeah. And it's different for everybody. You know, like if I don't, again, I have no judging on that with people. I just know what I need. And I think, again, when you get to be my age, I kind of know what I need. I kind of know if I'm having uh, a day of, of uh, not feeling so good about things. I just, I know how to change that up. And I think that's the key. What, you know, what do you, you have to pivot, right? And you can't stay. I, I think the thing about having faith is that you have hope and the future. And so you don't, you know, we might get a little muddled there, but we know tomorrow's another day. The sun's going to come up and it's going to be okay because it always is it, it, it always is yep the sun always comes out after a storm right yeah it definitely does so tell us one thing that people would be surprised to know about you well i think that most people are surprised to hear that i'm still working a half day a week so that is one thing i i, I think about and um i can't sing i don't know i mean i i, I think mostly just um they would be surprised to know well, I'm married 45 years and that's kind of unusual in this that's day That's great. Yeah. You know, so, um, but you know, honestly, it's funny you ask that. I'm a, such an open book. Oh my gosh. And our daughter is the same way. Cause I, I, um, I was telling you that she's a, a stylist. She's like a stylist to the stars. She's just opening up her own new salon. So she's got the same, um, personality. Well, personality, but also the, the um, you know, it's almost like opening up her dental office. She's opening up this major salon with all these chairs and everything like that. And it's just, you know, it, it, the funny thing is about Kate is that my friends all go to her. So they know everything about my life. So there's not many, there's not many secrets about me because we are people that just tend to share it, whether you want to hear it or not. But you know. <laughs> That's great. Have you ever had an aha moment when you realized, oh my gosh, I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be in the exact moment in time? Oh, yes. I think it's when I first realized what my strengths were from that assessment of living your strengths. Honestly, I read what my strengths were. I, I wasn't necessarily agreeing with them right away, but when I read the synopsis, it basically said that I should be publishing a magazine, bringing people together and speaking about it. So I thought, okay, 
I'm right where I'm supposed to be career-wise. And that does give me the fuel to continue that. You know, sometimes people, and I'll tell you what people are, this is, this comes back to your question. What would people be surprised to know about me? Mary Jane, I lay in bed in the morning and a lot of times I don't want to get out of bed. I am scared. I know what's in front of me. I'm like, oh my God, I've got so much to do today. Oh my God, do I have to get out of bed? Now I'm very confident, right? But I still lay in bed and I say this prayer, please give me the ability, the confidence, the courage, and the will to do what I have to do today. And so I think people are surprised that, that they think I'm so confident, but no, I have, I have that trepidation every morning. And then I hop out of bed, get my coffee, get a little routine going, and um, I take it on. But I think that does answer that question probably the best is that I'm afraid like everybody else, but I just do it. And that's what do's do. We just do it, right? There's um, uh, Manal Sampat and I connected on this when we first met. Do you know who Mel Robbins is? Yes. Yeah. Five, four, three, two, one. Get your ass out of bed. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. I don't mean to swear, but it's basically that's, you know, her book is five, four, three, two, one. Get up because so many of us spend so much time, you know, fighting with ourselves when we're in bed over things that really don't matter. Because in the scheme of things, at the end of every day, you probably reflect back and say, you know, that wasn't so bad. Everything worked out just the way it was supposed to. Why did I fret about that? So to me, it's a waste of energy, right? And you could be maybe more productive if you just say, I got everything it takes to handle this day and get out of bed. Who knows if it works? I mean, I try to do that every morning, but some mornings you're absolutely right. It is tougher than others. Yeah. Now, have you ever had to do any marketing for the magazine at all? Well, I have a whole marketing team. So we have oh, a social- you do. Okay. But I will tell you this that, that we have grown totally organically. We haven't bought any leads. We just, you know, one person tells one person tells one person and that's that's how we wanted to grow. So, yeah, I'm pretty proud of that because I think that's why when you get this these people together, you're like, "Oh my god, they're all so amazing because I didn't invite them all, but they, you know, good people find good people, good do's find good do's. So, yeah. Without a doubt, without a doubt. What is your favorite way to relieve stress? Because, you know, at the end of the day, we all have, you know, we have stress in our life. So how do you relieve stress? I love to go on walks. I'm a, I'm a walker. And, um, and actually, I, I got turned on to Pure Bar like about six years ago. And um, it's a quick little thing. And you know, I think when you have a workout routine, I've actually stuck with it. So I, I've actually done the Pure Bar, you know, three or four times a week for six, seven years. Wow, that's great. Yeah, I love the community. I always recommend to people, you have to make sure that it's convenient and that, um, you know, you can do it. I, I it's just one of those things. I never stuck with anything before. I've joined gyms. I've joined this and that and blah, blah, blah. But for some reason, this has stuck with me. So in fact, I think it's so important because it I think that physical activity gets your mindset to switch just like that. You just feel 30 minutes and they had a they had one on on demand. So during the COVID, you know, you couldn't go to the to the um Yeah, to the mm-hmm. Oh, I do these on on demand on my computer in my office. Oh my gosh. I'm like you know, make it have a slow start like uh but after I'm finished, I'm like I feel like I accomplished it. And I think that's what women, what we like, and that's what they have to know from a confidence level. We have to accomplish things. And every little accomplishment gives you a little bit more confidence. Yeah, I totally agree. So you mentioned your personal motto or mantra earlier. Is that the one that you use all the time? Oh, there's so many. I love all my little doisms I'll say but I have the principles of do I've written out so I have I have like 10 that you know I can spiel off but I just I think the one that that really resonates with me the most and I have it on our website is to do small things with great love and I really I really try it's you know mother teresa and um just 
it doesn't have to be a little thing. And that's the beautiful part of being in dentistry because the smile is so important. Now we're going to be smiling with our eyes, but I do believe we're going to pull these masks off eventually. I know. That, you know, just the smallest things with great love. If I can say yes, I try to say yes. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Do you have a secret dream or a guilty pleasure that you want to share with the audience? Oh, you know, I'd love to go. I just love to go on a vacation with, with just my husband somewhere. We, we had a couple planned and then, you know, life got in the way and we couldn't make it. So that would be fun. That's just so frivolous to me and so decadent to just like go away for, you know, two weeks somewhere and, and just hang, you know, when you're an entrepreneur, you, we can work anywhere. So very seldom do I go somewhere when I'm not doing something, but that helps, you know, keep, but just to do nothing. And, um, I'm missing my, I had to cancel two trips to Eleuthera, which is a little island in the Bahamas. Oh, nice. Unexpectedly. So I'm kind of yearning to get back there. I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Yeah. So when you're having a bad day, how do you maintain your composure and keep your energy level where it needs to be in order to accomplish all the things that you need to accomplish? That's an easy one. When I'm having a bad day, I call a do. Ah. Do I call a do. And I mean, you mentioned Manal. Oh my God. If I'm having a bad day, I call Manal and we will laugh and, you know, share whatever that is. And I've got, I've got a a lot of women on my Rolodex that I will call. I'll just call someone to, you know, and I always get off the phone feeling better. I, I really believe in the phone because I like to hear somebody's, you know, tone and, um, just just a little check-in so that's what that's really what i'll do or i'll do a little reflection or take a 20-minute walk um if i get stuck and i'm writing especially with i'm writing and i think this is good advice if you're you know if you're studying for your exams or you're having a problem you can't focus just get out there and just smell the the flowers the trees listen to the birds have a walk kind of empty your mind out and i i really can get refocused that way i agree Well, it has been an absolute pleasure spending the last hour with you speaking about all these things. And I know you've left some great advice for young women. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for for being here today and for helping us move this along. And, you know, I'm sure our paths are going to cross. I know I'm, I'm planning on being at your event this year. So, you know, I look forward to that and hearing more about what you're trying to do and, you know, Together, hopefully, we can raise up the next generation of women and, and get them to realize that they are so much more powerful than they, they realize. Yes, they have no idea the power that they have. And together, it's going to be just magical. We're, gonna, we're just going to set the world on fire. 63%, did you say? of 63% female. Oh, my gosh. That's very exciting exciting for the profession and i'm i'm here for you no matter what i can't wait to to promote your podcast and oh thank you yeah and if anybody wants to write for us if anybody wants to you know join our 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 community absolutely we are here with open arms to lift you up absolutely thank you ann thank you so much for listening to the women in dentistry podcast with dr mj hanlon If you like our show and want to know more about us, check out our website, thewomenindentistry.com, or please leave us a review on iTunes. Join us for our next episode as we bring you another amazing woman leading the way for the next generation.